Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Sleep Tight Stories on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have a moment, please consider leaving a review. Your review might help introduce others to our podcast. Thank you. Remember last time, Susan and Tucker were taken by Kai and the rats and then pushed into the lake. Tucker couldn't swim and Susan did everything she could to help him. As they raced towards a waterfall, Susan finally managed to get Tucker to the rocks on the side, but she couldn't hang on any longer and finally let go. This episode, Tucker wants to leap in the water to go after Susan, but he is grabbed from behind by Vinny. Tucker is very angry with Vinny, but realizes that Vinny is not alone. Vinny brings him back to the moment, and they discuss what has happened with Kai and the rats. Cat City, Chapter 16. Tucker would have leaped into the water after her, but strong paws grabbed him from behind and held him. He was forced to watch his Susan float away into the blackness as he struggled to be free. Let me go! She's gone, Tuck. Vinny's deep voice said, I'm sorry, I can't let you go too. Tucker continued to struggle for a moment before spinning around to face Vinny and found he wasn't alone. A handful of guards stood behind him, most of whom Tucker recognized as Vinny's favorites. None of them would meet his eyes, and most had dragging tails in sympathy. Tucker, however, was furious. We could have saved her, he yelled at his friend. If all of us had grabbed her, she would have dragged us under with her. Vinny said, you know that. We could have used magic. Tucker's heart broke as he returned to stare out over where Susan vanished. I could have, he whispered. Why didn't I? He berated himself. I could have saved her. Tucker, Vinny smacked him with one paw. Pull yourself together. Tucker wanted to hit Vinny back, yell at him some more. He needed to throw himself back into the water and go after Susan but he did neither of those things. Instead, he hung his head and cried. He felt Vinny close to him, the sweep of his friend's tongue as the huge cat tried to comfort him and dry him off. I'm so sorry, Vinny said, but we have work to do, Tucker. The rats are coming, remember? 
What happened with Kai? Tucker shook his head, unable to speak. Susan was gone. That was all that mattered. Tuck, Vinny tried again. We have to get to the gate. Julian could be there by now. The sound of Julian's name brought a sudden fury to Tucker. His head shot up and his ears flattened, his whole body flooding with rage. Julian, he said, and Kai both, traitors. The cats hissed among themselves, but Tucker wasn't listening. He didn't care if they believed him or not. So Susan was gone. At least he could have revenge. There is a tunnel, Tucker said, in the labyrinth near Kai's house. It is a magic tunnel that goes to the surface. Kai is using it to let the rats in, so we'll be surrounded. Tucker! Vinny was horrified. We won't stand a chance. Get to the tunnel. He stood and shook himself, flinging water on Vinny and the watching guards. Seal it off. Get more fighters. Do whatever you have to, but stop those rats. What are you going to do? Vinny called after him as Tucker spun and ran off. Get Julian, he yelled back. The butterscotch tabby ran for all he was worth. Tucker stretched out his muscles, bounding in great leaps as fast as he could. It wasn't often he ran with such abandon and in the past enjoyed it very much. There was a freedom to running flat out, feeling his paws barely brush the rock below, the rush of wind through his fur. But that day, He had no interest in joy or pleasure. All he wanted to do was to get to Julian and make him pay. And so, Tucker ran. Light was constant in Cat City. Unlike the world above, the soft glow mimicking sunlight never wavered, never changed at all. And yet, the cats had fallen into a natural waking and sleeping rhythm, based on their species' need for more sleep than humans. Julian was well prepared to take advantage of that fact. The timing couldn't have been more perfect, he thought as he trotted his way, outwardly calm, inwardly excited, toward the gate and the guards who watched it. Julian shifted his neck, adjusting the strap around his neck. He could hear the soft sloshing of milk in the steel container he carried. Just having it with him made him very, very happy. Julian slowed near the gatehouse, nodding to the two guards on watch. Normally, during the three waking cycles, there were four guards on duty. However, during the four sleeping cycles, the guard count went down to two. After all, no one really expected anyone to try to get out. 
The gate wasn't designed to keep the cats in, but to protect the city from outside intruders. Which makes this all the easier, Julian thought. Lads, he said to the two burly guards. Captain? They nodded to him. Silly fools, Julian thought while he continued to smile at them. How are things? Any movement? One of the cats snorted and ran a paw over his nose. Not a peep, sir, the guard said. So much for the rats, huh? He nudged his partner, who laughed, too. Julian joined them, warm and happy inside. I brought you a bit of a treat, he told them, slipping his head out from under the strap. Thought the hard-working cats protecting our city could use a pick-me-up. I guess I made a mistake, though. He pretended to be disappointed, looking around. Wrong cycle. Thought there were four of you. Julian could see the guards starting to drool as they recognized the canister. Just us, sir, the first one said. Then I guess you boys get twice as much. He winked at them as he pawed the top of the canister open. One of the guards trotted into the guardhouse and came back out carrying a saucer. The pair hovered as Julian poured the entire contents of the canister onto the saucer and sat back on his haunches. Help yourself, he said as the two dove in. It didn't take long for the pair to polish off the milk. The two guards collapsed. Took long enough, Julian muttered, rising and stretching his long, lean body. He stepped over both of them, heart lifting as he neared the gate. All his dreams, all his hopes and desires were about to come true. He already had plans to not only double-cross the rats and their disgusting king, but Kai as well. The old counselor was only two lives away from the end, after all. It wouldn't take much to ease him along to his own rainbow, leaving Julian as the leader of Cat City. The thought greatly appealed to him. And so, his grand plan all made, Julian went to the gate at Cat City and let the rats in. Susan watched as Vinny held Tucker back and knew at least her friend was safe. Weak and freezing, she realized, knowing she simply didn't have the strength to fight the water any longer and hoping a chance might come up to save herself farther along. Who am I kidding, she thought. I'm headed for a waterfall in an underground river. She tried to be brave, but she was pretty sure no amount of swimming lessons would help her survive what she was about to face. She spun in the water, letting it carry her, ending up facing forward. She could see now the lip of the waterfall getting closer and tried to make a plan. But now that she could actually see it, she panicked. By the time she reached the edge, all she could think of to do was hold her breath. And over she went. 
Susan fell and fell, surrounded by water, still holding her breath, but not sure how long she would be able to. Before she knew it, and frankly, before she expected it, she hit water and went under. Susan let herself sink before swimming for the surface, using the very last of her strength she saved for just this moment to make it to the top. She gasped for air, feeling herself floating more gently out of the circle of frothing water at the bottom of the waterfall. She looked back, seeing the jagged black rocks at the bottom and breathed a huge, shaky sigh, knowing how very lucky she was she missed them. Susan was able to make it to shore in the gentler current and pulling herself out just far enough, she knew the current couldn't pull her back in. She collapsed, trying not to cry. Not from sadness, but from relief and happiness. She made it. Where exactly there was, she had no idea, but at least she was safely out of the water. Susan took a few minutes to get her breath back before sitting up. She looked around for an exit and finally spotted one just behind her, a tunnel leading away. She got all turned around with the rats and then the river, but couldn't see another exit. It will either go somewhere or nowhere, Susan told herself, just to hear her own voice. And anywhere is better than just sitting here. She pulled herself up on her feet, immediately missing her boots and coat. She looked around briefly, thinking maybe they would have washed ashore, but no luck. Hope Dad won't be mad, Susan thought. She had to find Tucker. Not only was he going to need her, but he was the only one who wanted to help her get home. Besides, she thought, I should have warned him before we ever went into the tunnel. This is my fault. And so, cold and weak, but determined to help her friend, Susan left the cavern, hoping the tunnel she found took her in the right direction. Almost immediately, she was lost. The tunnel branched very quickly into three others. The one she guessed at became two others, and the third became four others. Now completely turned around, she despaired at finding anything, let alone ever seeing the surface again. Stupid labyrinth, she thought. Susan was about to turn around when she heard a noise up ahead. Sneaking as quietly as she could, she reached an intersection and peered around the corner. As luck would have it, she saw rats. Hundreds of rats. They, however, didn't see her. Susan ducked back, breathing hard. She found the enemy. Would they? Could they lead her to her friend? She took another quick look. 
The rats seemed to be waiting, and not patiently. They chattered and squealed at each other, pushing and shoving, even hopping over each other and knocking each other over. Susan never understood why her mother was afraid of rats. They were so small. But looking at that mass moving like a living carpet of brown fur, she got it. Susan slipped back again, shuddering and resting against the wall to think. They must be waiting for the signal to attack, she thought. And with that thought, she had an idea, a crazy, dangerous idea. What if it could lead them away, she wondered. Would that give Vinny more time to seal the tunnels? Susan held her breath and closed her eyes as she realized what she was thinking. She was actually planning to put herself directly in harm's way. She who was afraid of Halloween, who hated scary stories because she could never sleep after. Susan opened her eyes, decision made. Tucker did his best for her. The least she could do was try. Susan looked back around the corner. The rats were even more visibly restless, squabbling amongst themselves in their squeaky voices. It wouldn't take much, Susan thought, just a little suggestion. She did the bravest thing she had ever done and stepped out into the corridor to face the rats. Hundreds of eyes turned to her. The entire group froze. She took a deep breath and waved a little. Hi, she said. I'm looking for the Rat King. And then she turned and ran. Good night, sleep tight.